From the Financial Times in London, I'm Josh Noble and this is FT News. India's foreign minister has threatened to expel all foreign employees of Amazon from the country in a case relating to some doormats that are for sale on its Canadian website. Here to talk more about it is Kieran Stacey, one of our India correspondents who joins us down the line. So Kieran, just tell us exactly what's going on. Well, uh, I think it all starts with a tweet sent on Wednesday afternoon by a Twitter user in India with about 60 followers who tweeted to the Foreign Secretary, a woman called Sushma Swaraj, saying, have you noticed this? Amazon is selling doormats in Canada imprinted with the Indian flag. Please do something urgently about this insult. Surprisingly, or perhaps not surprisingly, if you know Sushma Swaraj, who has a very active Twitter account, she actually responded and said she agreed with the Twitter user and said this is indeed an insult. Then tweeting that she wanted the Indian High Commission in Canada to take it up and then saying that if this wasn't sorted out and if Amazon didn't issue a full and frank apology, she wouldn't issue them any more visas and in fact would expel every person working for the company on a visa in India at the moment. And how has Amazon reacted to this? Very quickly, Amazon took those items out of sale. It hasn't said anything about it. It's just hoped that this whole thing will go away. And I think that it's probably right. It's not really continuing. And I'm sure the Indian government, which is at the moment hosting a big international investor conference, doesn't want to make a huge deal out of this. Presumably, this goes beyond a few doormats, the sale in Canada. Is there a sort of rising patriotic mood that's gripped India at the moment? There definitely is. I mean, we've obviously seen a rise in nationalism across the world, and arguably India was one of the first countries where this was visible. The election of Narendra Modi in 2014 was an election for two different and often competing things, and I think we've seen the clash of those two things just this week. One of the things is an openness of the economy, a willingness to attract foreign investment, a willingness to open up to international companies wanting to come into India. Those are all things that Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister, promised when he came into power. But he comes from the BJP, which is a Hindu nationalist party, sections of which really think that they're there to turn India into a Hindu nationalist country, which is not really something that we've seen much of in Indian politics before. So in recent months, we've seen things like the Supreme Court, for example, has told cinema goers that they need to now stand up for the national anthem before every single movie. That's not the kind of thing you often see in India. And in fact, five people were arrested for disrespecting the national anthem soon after this order was made. We're seeing, you know, a lot more flags, a lot more patriotism, a lot more nationalism. When it comes to issues like this, you start seeing how that clashes with the government's other agenda of bringing in foreign investment. Rising nationalism in other parts of the world has often been accompanied with a clampdown on free speech or on the media or on any forms of dissent. Have we seen any of that in India? We have. I should say that India has an amazingly free press, given what happens in other countries in South Asia and other parts of Asia. India is still a very liberal, free, open country. However, we are starting to see, I think, forms of dissent really crack down on, and sometimes officially, sometimes unofficially. One classic way at the moment, and I think people in countries around the world will notice this happening elsewhere, is for Twitter users to be attacked en masse if they voice opinions that are dissenting from the official government line or seen somehow to be anti-nationalist. So there is this phenomenon of what people call the Bakht, which is the kind of Hindu warrior. 
online bacts are rounding on people, and we might call them trolls, rounding on people they believe are doing down the government or doing down India and expressing views that they don't like. And there's been a, a big story here over the last couple of weeks about just how well organised this group of trolls is and whether they are actually linked to the BJP itself. If we just come back to Amazon for a moment, how is the company doing in India? What are its ambitions and is it getting anywhere close to achieving them? It's got huge ambitions. In 2014, Jeff Bezos appeared on the trunk of a big truck down in Bangalore, which is the Indian technology capital, with an enormous dummy check for $2 billion, which he handed over to the man running Amazon's operations in India, which was signifying just how much the company was willing to invest here. They see India as the next big growth market. There are about a billion people still who don't have the internet, but the country's growing at about 7% and people increasingly have cash and are willing to buy online. So this is going to be a huge market for them. It struggled, however, and this is a common experience for companies trying to invest in India. Amazon has come in, it spent about $5 billion, and last year it lost $500 million of those, partially because the competition from local companies is very strong. So there are two companies in particular, Snapdeal and Flipkart, who are trying to do exactly the same thing that Amazon does and are able to undercut them in various ways. So All three of these companies are at the moment desperately spending money to try and capture market share before they eventually raise their prices and take over the market wholesale. But it's proving an expensive business. This doormat incident in the context of what Amazon's trying to do, is it just a distraction then, a bit of a storm in the teacup? Or do we think this has sort of broader implications on the way Amazon does its business? I think Amazon will probably hope to just brush this off. It's got much bigger problems with the amount of money it's losing as it tries to grab market share from its competitors. What this does tell us, though, is just how unpredictable it can be to do business in a country as big as India and one which is increasingly turning to nationalism. I think that they will take this as a symptom of a larger problem, which is that they can never quite tell what the government's doing next, rather than necessarily a huge problem in itself. Kieran, thanks for joining us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 